Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for July 31st, 2023. And on today's episode, we are going to be going over Cowboys training camp, just all the news that is coming out of the training camp throughout the first three days of their practices. Before we get into that, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure to like the video. I would greatly appreciate that. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. Five stars would be greatly appreciated. Guys, so... So I have started a uh, Twitch and Kick uh, account, just stuff that I'll be doing on the side. We won't really be talking much about football, but if you haven't followed me on there already, it's Twitch K dot K D O T Crutch K R E T S C H on both Twitch and Kick. So make sure to go follow me over there. Uh, I have some fun s- stuff planned for that page. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. One thing that you can always count on when it comes to training camp outside of unfortunate injuries is overreactions to training camp. You know, you look on Twitter and you see people saying that certain players look really good or certain players don't look so good. And I want everybody to understand that unless you're at Oxnard taking in these practices and watching what's going on, we can't really have an opinion on how these guys look. We're pretty much going based off what the journalists and what the people at the camp are saying. Right? Like, we can't go on a stream and watch every single rep from these practices. So, to me, I'm just taking what they're they're saying. So, when people look at me and say, oh, you're overreacting to a certain player. I'm not overreacting because I'm not seeing what's going on. I'm just going based off what I'm hearing from training camp. That's all I'm doing. And if what I'm hearing from training camp is consistent to what I already believed about a certain player, then yes, I might say something positive about that particular player in which positive positive uh, uh, information is being put out about the guy. You know, like I made a video about Jalen Moreno Cropper. I made a short video and I said that the Cowboys could have gotten a steal in the draft with this kid. But he's having a, pr- a pretty strong training camp so far, according to reports. And I already thought that this guy was a good player when the Cowboys picked him up. I thought that he was an absolute steal when they picked him up an undrafted free agency. So me saying that I think that they, they got a steal with this guy is just consistent with the belief that I had when they signed this guy when he was an undrafted free agent. So, yeah, and not only that, when it comes to training camp as well, I mean, you're talking about like you'll see certain, uh, you know, videos about or certain tweets about a certain player not looking good or a side of the ball not looking good. Let's just say, for example, that the defense has a really good day. Well, people are automatically going to assume that the offense isn't any good. No, you know, there's a yin and yang effect here, right? Like you want the offense to have their days where they're where they're moving the ball and they're playing good football. And you want the defense to have their days where they're uh, not letting the offense move the football and they're having good days. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lose-lose with training camp, right? Because you can say, oh, well, Dak Prescott looks good in training camp. 
But then on the other hand, you could say, oh, well, you know, does that mean that our secondary is not good? Or does that mean that our defense isn't good? You know, so don't don't overthink anything. It's training camp. Um, these guys are professionals. This is a good football team. They're going to go back and forth. And if you hear things about the defense dominating the offense, which I heard, I think day two, the defense had a really good day against the offense. Well, guess what? This might be the best defense in the entire week. So this offense won't be going up against that defense every Sunday. And actually, as fans, we should be excited about how good this defense could potentially be. And we shouldn't be down on the offense because they're struggling to move the ball on this defense. Every team's going to struggle to move the ball on this defense. Every offense is going to struggle to move the ball. So that's just something that I want people to take into consideration. And, and don't overthink the training camp process. We'll get our answers about how good these players actually are very soon. Um, yes, it is, it is, it is nice to see. You know, nice plays on Twitter that we see with the videos and and I repost them to TikTok or, you know, other creators repost them to certain social media pages. So just relax when it comes to, uh, you know, the training camp coverage, though. Let's talk about Zach Martin and how Jerry Jones is talking about how, uh, you know, they're going to have trouble paying Zach Martin because of Micah Parsons and future contracts that they have coming down the pipeline here. Um I don't think that Jerry understands that if they extend Zach Martin, that's actually going to help them sign these guys. They're actually going to have more cap space available to sign these guys because when you're paying Zach Martin, I believe it's going to be $24, $26 million in 2024, you're going to be able to spread that cap hit out. And uh, ultimately, I think that re-signing Zach Martin is the smart move. I mean, this guy's still 32 years old. He still has, I, I think that he has plenty of tread left on the tire. Even if it's not, hey, you're playing at an all-pro level, I still think that Zach Martin can at least be a very good offensive guard for you for the next four years. So, right, you, you know, you don't pay somebody based off what they did. You're paying them based off what you think they can do over the life of that contract. And I believe that over the life of that contract, Zach Martin is definitely capable of continuing to be a top, at least top 10 offensive guard of the league. So because of that, I think that it makes a lot of sense to re-sign Zach Martin. This is a guy that does not come around to your organization very often. This guy is a first ballot Hall of Fame talent, still playing at a very high level. You need to take care of this guy. And I do believe that the Cowboys ultimately are going to take care of him, and I believe that they're going to re-sign him, and he's going to get a contract that he he very much likes, and he'll be back at training camp very soon here. But the Cowboys are playing hardball a little bit with these negotiations, as they should. I talked about it on the podcast on Friday. You know, the Cowboys aren't going to go into this and say, oh, Zach Martin's holding out, let's just pay him what he's asking. Like, no, ultimately, the Cowboys don't like that Zach Martin's holding out, like, they would prefer that Zach Martin wouldn't do that. So because they don't prefer, or it's, so because they don't prefer that they that Zach Martin's doing this, I'm sure that the Cowboys are not uh, just going to bend over and 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 give him everything that he wants. Because ultimately, this is a negotiation period, and you need to set a standard. Hey, look at look at a guy that we believe is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He held out because he didn't think that he was being properly compensated. So if he can hold out and he accomplished more than damn near everybody else on this football team, what makes you think you're going to hold out and automatically get exactly what you want? Now, granted, I have no problems with Zach Martin holding out. I have no problems with this. And not only that, I don't even necessarily think it's that bad for the team right now. I mean, they haven't even been in pads for the first three days of training camp. 
Now, once they get into pads and, and you know, now the reps actually matter between offensive linemen and defensive linemen, and we can get a better gauge on how these guys are looking with the pads on. Now, like, I would like to see Zach Martin return to training camp sooner rather than later. So, you know, that's something that I think people should pay attention to. The first three days to me for offensive and defensive linemen, they don't, they don't really mean that much to me, you know, because I don't, again, you're not getting a good gauge on where these guys really stand in terms of the competition between the two units until the pads come on. So uh, ultimately, I, I think that Zach Martin gets a deal done. Now, one thing I will say, I don't love that Jerry is doing this thing where he goes to the media talking about contract negotiations. You know, this was actually something that I was impressed with with Jerry Jones the other day when, uh, you know, well, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, I must say, when, you know, they weren't really letting any details leak about certain contracts, and then they ended up re-signing Trayvon Diggs the next day. So, you know, eh, don't love it, but I think Zach Martin gets re-signed here pretty soon. So Cavante Turpin made his training camp debut coming off the birth of his child, which, by the way, congratulations to him and his family. And apparently Cavante Turpin looked pretty sharp out there at training camp. I saw some videos with him in the background where, you know, he's routing somebody up. And that's a great thing to say. You know, my thing with Cavante Turpin is, are you going to provide anything on offense? And if you're not going to provide anything on offense, I think it would be the best move for the Cowboys to move on from this guy. But if he can contribute something on offense, I'm perfectly fine with keeping him. I think that there are guys on this team that can return punts and return kicks and also provide something to you on offense. And I don't think that Cavante Turpin is such a good returner to the point where you say, you want to know what? We'll keep you on this team solely to do that. I don't think he's that good. I understand he won an All-Pro and a Pro Bowl, and he is a good returner. But again, I think that, you know, when you look at the difference between players on this team that I think can return kicks um, and Kevontae Turpin paired with the fact that I think that, you know, they can contribute something on offense to me, you know, that was my whole line of thinking when I said, is there a chance that Kevontae Turpin could get cut? But I mean, I, I do want to see him, you know, we're going to have to see in, in training camp here and in the preseason how he looks uh, taking reps on offense. But so far, I mean, I, I, I would have to say that he looked pretty good. And, and I do believe that Mike McCarthy probably has a plan for him uh, in the offense this upcoming season. I believe that uh, during his exit interview, they told Kevontae Turpin that the reason why they didn't use him on offense is because he was coming off that season with the USFL. So he's finally getting the chance to um, to uh, you know have an offseason here coming off that USFL season where he didn't get an offseason. So Kevontae Turpin, if he can contribute something to this offense, that's all for the better. And uh, hopefully that ends up being the case. So Dak went 9 of 14 in team drills on Saturday. There was a drop there by a receiver, which caused an incompletion. Uh, apparently, the deep ball is looking very good for Dak Prescott as well. Now, this is the thing when it comes to training camp. You have a few reporters over here that said that Dak looks sharp, and by all counts, I mean 9 for 14 with the drop, I think that that's pretty good. And then you have a guy like RJ Chop who said that Dak didn't look good. As a matter of fact, he said that he looked awful on Saturday. I don't necessarily know how 9 of 14 is is considered to be awful. But, um, you know, to me, if there are more reporters saying that Dak Prescott looked good during this practice session compared to R.J. Choppy, who, no disrespect to him, but I, I don't necessarily consider him to be a journalist. 
I consider him to be more so, you know, like a radio talk show guy. Uh, what do they call it? A shock jock, I think it is. You know, that's the type of guy that I consider RJ Choppy to be. If I'm hearing reports that Dak Prescott looks sharp from all these other guys, Todd Archer, Kyle Yeomans, Patrick Nosey Walker, those type of guys, I'm sorry if I sit here and tell you guys that I don't necessarily uh, 100% believe RJ Choppy, or maybe he just may, might be saying something that's completely different from what the other reporters are seeing. That's besides the point. This is the problem with training camp, though. If Dak looks good in training camp, then the defense, you know, there's questions about the defense. But if Dak doesn't look good, there's questions about Dak Prescott. And that's really what I hate about training camp. That's what I hate every year about training camp, which is why I said earlier in the podcast, there has to be a healthy yin and yang when it comes to the defense playing good one day and then the offense playing good one day. You know, they need to take a shot and get a shot as well. So, Again, oh my God, that's just my biggest gripe about training camp. It really is. But the fact that Dak Prescott's deep ball is looking good, I mean, we all know that Dak Prescott is good at pushing the ball down the field. And now that he has a guy like Brandon Cooks that can stretch the field, that's going to be big for Dak Prescott. No, because Dak Prescott is not a guy who wants to dink and dunk. He wants to throw the ball down the field. And another thing as well, I think that the Cowboys should use CeeDee Lamb more as a deep threat this upcoming season. I mean, CeeDee Lamb is shown the ability to be able to stretch the field. He's not just a guy that can dominate the middle of the field, which he does at a very high level. I think that this is a guy that could legitimately be a vertical threat for the Cowboys. And I don't think that it's something that they've taken advantage of. So, and even CeeDee Lamb talked about it on 105.3 The Fan. He's like, all right, keep playing, or uh, uh, make sure to play back on us. Because if you don't play back on us, you're gonna you're gonna get smoked, and um, I could definitely see that being the case, which is why I love the acquisition of Brandon Cooks, which is why when I talk about you know there's a difference between adding talent and adding a talent that fits. Brandon Cooks fits what the Cowboys want to do. He complements the room because he's a guy who takes the top off of a defense. That's going to uh, you know force the defense to take a linebacker out of the box, play him at safety because. They feel like they could potentially get smoked by this guy over the top if they're not being, uh, if they're not, you know, putting forward the right personnel to be able to handle that certain situation. So, um, yeah, I mean, overall, good news that Dak's looking good. Again, I don't put too much stock into training camp. Uh, I want to see this in real life action, but I mean, I get it. You know, this is the media. We have to talk about certain things, and when certain things come across the desk, you know, you have to put your opinion forward about them. So I understand that. So apparently Deuce Vaughn has been turning heads at training camp. He's been doing some really good things, according to reports. You know, again, you don't learn much from running backs during training camp. You know, you just don't. I mean, once the pads come on, yes, you're going to have a better feel of where these running backs are. I do like Deuce Vaughn. I think that he could definitely be a part of this offense. I think he's already made this team, to be honest with you. Uh, I think that they have a spot for him on this team because, I mean, to me, my whole thing with the running back room, this training camp is who's going to be behind Tony Pollard because you don't want Deuce Vaughn to be uh, the guy who gets the second most amount of carries on this team, not his rookie season. 
You just don't want that. And I said this about Deuce Vaughn. He is the most win-now six-round pick that the Cowboys could have had in this past draft. But I don't necessarily think he's ready for anything more than 10-plus carries a game. I just don't think he's ready for that yet in the NFL. Not in his rookie season. Maybe going forward into his career, that could potentially be the case. You know, once he puts on more muscle onto the onto his body, obviously he's still in good shape. But, you know, once the Cowboys really get their hands on him and he has a full offseason in the NFL and they can put, you know, they can build his frame out a little more, then maybe we could start uh, talking about increasing his workload. But I think... Just so far as rookie season, I think his role on this team is give us about five to ten carries. You're also going to be used in the pass game a little bit. Um, you know, look for him to be used on screens and you know things of that nature. But uh, Deuce Vaughn's uh, doing good work so far in training camp. Again, it doesn't surprise me. But also, I'm not putting too much stock into this. We have to understand, like I said, that running backs. They're pretty much like offensive and defensive linemen. Until the pads come on, you don't get a full story of what these guys are. But, you know, I'm bullish about Deuce Vaughn and the fact that he's doing good. Again, when I talk about Jalen Moreno-Cropper and how high I was on him, uh, you know, even with the reports that you see from training camp of him doing some good things, to me it, it just confirms what I already knew about the player, and that's this this guy can play, and it's very much the same with Deuce Vaughn. So good to hear that he's off to a good start to training camp. That's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it's Monday. It sucks. We're going to get through this week like we get through every single week, and we're just closer and closer to football, guys. So just think about it like that. Don't think about, oh, it's Monday. You know, this sucks. Just think about it as we're one we're one more day closer to football, and that's kind of how I've been approaching things. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and take off from work every Monday of the NFL season because I have some uh, paid time off that I've accrued or that I've I've maintained from when we last uh you know got our days for our day our paid time off. So, you know, maybe not every single Monday, but I, I'm hoping for the first 10 or so weeks that I can get those Mondays off and that I can provide quality content to you guys on those days. Um, I mean granted I I strive to provide quality content to you guys every single day. But um, just saying that, you know, if I can get those days off, I think that you're going to see, you know, more of an uptick in content throughout the course of the season. So I'm excited, man. I really am. Uh, I have a really good feeling about this team this upcoming season. And uh, rightfully so. This team has done a lot of good things this offseason. Uh, you know, they need to pay Zach Martin. So, you know, we'll, we'll obviously pay attention to that. But uh, yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe as well. That'd be greatly appreciated. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to leave a review and follow the show. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.